Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam Devim Sarasutim Vyasam Tato Jayam Udiraye Dautatma Purusha Krishna Paramulam Namunchati Mukta Sarva Pariklesha Panta Swasharanam Yata Dautatma Whose heart has been cleansed Purusha, the living being, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Padamulam, the shelter of the lotus feet. Na, never. Munchiti, gives up. Mukta, liberated. Sarva, all. Pariklesha. Of all miseries of life. Panta, the traveler, Swasharanam, in his own abode, Yata, as it were. Translation The pure, a pure devotee of the Lord whose heart has once been cleansed by the process of devotional service never relinquishes the lotus feet of Lord Krishna for they fully satisfy him as a traveler is satisfied at home after a troubled journey. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Haribo. One who is not a pure devotee of the Supreme Lord Krishna is not completely cleansed in the heart. But a perfectly cleansed person never quits the devotional service of the Lord. In discharging such devotional service as ordered by Brahmaji to Narada in the preaching of Srimad Bhagavatam, sometimes a representative of the Lord engaged in preaching work meets various so-called difficulties. This was exhibited by Lord Nityananda when he delivered the two fallen souls, Jagai and Madhai. And similarly, Lord Jesus Christ was crucified by the non-believers. But such difficulties are very gladly suffered by the devotees in preaching because in such activities, although apparently very severe, the devotees of the Lord feel transcendental pleasure because the Lord is satisfied. Prahlad Maharaj suffered greatly, but still he never forgot the lotus feet of the Lord. This is because a pure devotee of the Lord is so purified in his heart that he cannot leave the shelter of Lord Krishna in any circumstances. There is no self-interest in such service. The progress of culturing knowledge by the jnanis or the bodily gymnastics by the yogis are ultimately given up by the respective performers. But a devotee of the Lord cannot give up the service of the Lord. For he is ordered by his spiritual master. Pure devotees like Narada and Nityananda Prabhu take up the order of the spiritual master as the sustenance of life. They do not mind what becomes 
of the future of their lives. They take the matter very seriously as the order comes from the higher authority, from the representative of the Lord or from the Lord himself. The example set herein is very appropriate. A traveler leaves home to search for wealth in far distant places, sometimes in the forest and sometimes on the ocean and sometimes on hilltops. Certainly, there are many troubles for the traveler when he is in such unknown places. But all such troubles are at once mitigated as soon as the sense of his family affection is remembered and as soon as he returns home, he forgets all such troubles on the way. A pure devotee of the Lord is exactly in a family tie with the Lord, and therefore he is undeterred in discharging his duty in a full affectionate tie with the Lord. I offer my respectful obeisances to His Divine Grace, Sesi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, to all the previous Acharyas, and to all the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. This is a verse that we can relate to just as in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, there's a description given of the feeling one attains in devotional service by surrendering to Krishna Pakti parishanu bhava virakti ranyata traisha trika eka kala prapadya manasya nyantashata shus tushti pushti shudapayonugasam. There's a way in which Havi Yogendra describes how it is that when one <coughs> surrenders to Krishna, one naturally develops bhakti, a feeling of devotion to the Lord, which is already there, but it arises in a noticeable way within the heart. Anu, anubhava, which means one sees directly for oneself uh, the Lord in, within all things. And virakti, anyatra. There's a way in which uh, one becomes naturally detached from all things that aren't related to Krishna. Easily gives up those uh, troubling habits that seem to take one nowhere in this world. And this is compared to eating food. When one eats, one gets tushti, satisfaction, pushti, nourishment, should apayano. Should means uh, every, with every bite one takes, then you feel for yourself that my hunger is diminishing. I'm, I'm being filled. You don't need an oversight committee to fly in and certify. You know for yourself. This is a similar verse described in visceral terms in the way that one feels that one has returned home and is described here almost poetically the way in which a traveler who went on the road gets what he or she gets. When you're traveling, you take whatever comes. And when you're home, everything's just the way you want it supposedly. There's a way in which uh, this uh, is a natural feeling for anyone who's been a weary traveler and then steps back in to one's home in one's own environment and feels naturally safe. 
and well accommodated. So bhakti is, is described like that. Part of the process is that one becomes naturally freed from sinful reactions by taking to the process of devotional service. Possible to get more air? I think we need ventilation. 12% more. The first sentence of the purport, Prabhupada says, one who is not a pure devotee of the Supreme Lord Krishna is not completely cleansed in the heart. So as Rupa Goswami describes in the Nectar of Devotion, one of the immediate results of taking to the process of pure devotional service doesn't mean that one's a pure devotee, but one takes to the path of pure devotional service in earnestness. Then one becomes uh, happy. Uh, one feels transcendental pleasure because of being freed from sinful reactions. Even the, the neophyte who takes to the process of following the disciplic succession, following the orders of the spiritual master, then becomes freed from the, the previous karmas, aprarada palam papam, kutam bijam palon mukam, krami naiva praliyante, vishnu bhakti ratat manam. There's a way in which there are various layers of karma, or stages rather, that daunt the, the soul within this world. Uh, some of them are fully manifest, some of them are yet to be manifest. Whatever plans one has in this world will certainly be foiled by uh, the momentum of one's previous karmas catching up. And when one takes to the process of devotional service, then Vishnu Bhakti Ratatmana, one becomes freed from these karmas. And if one is following a pure devotee, then one is considered to be a pure devotee. As Gopi Puranadana Prabhu used to say, it's not what you know, but who you know that counts in the world. And uh, Prabhupada wrote in a letter that the intention uh, to become a pure devotee is synonymous with pure devotional service. So there's a natural way in which uh, devotees feel this uh, peacefulness at heart. Bhukti mukti siddhi kami sakali ashanta those who are after something in the world, they have a motive for their activities. They want bhukti, material enjoyment, mukti. They want to become freed from all connection with the material world and to just be freed from the bondage. City, they want some mystical powers. They are all kamis. And therefore, sakala, sakali ashanta, all of these are ashanta. But Krishna bhakti, uh, nishkam, taivashanta, the bhakta is naturally peaceful because when you don't want anything, there's an, no real problem, actually. If you only want devotional service, jiv krishna das e bishwas korleto adhuko nai, Thakur says, if this is your mindset, that I'm just going to be a servant from now on, I give up my stake, I'll, I'll sign it over. Krishna cancels your previous karma. In, in one, one statement, Sarvadharma Mantra Dhyaja, he says, like, 
he just sign it over to me, I'll take care of everything. So why wouldn't a devotee feel naturally at home? Even in the world, the main problem is that I have some plan. He said that if you wanted to, um, a person uh, with a good plan is able to outsmart a genius any day. Many geniuses in the world, or a few anyway. And how do you outsmart a genius? You have a better plan. A lot of geniuses don't have a plan. But if even if somebody who's uh, not a genius, but is sincere and decides, I will follow the plan given by Krishna. That person outsmarts the genius. Geniuses try to figure everything out in the material world for themselves, and therefore they're mentioned here several types of geniuses like the jnanis and the yogis and the karmis. They all have, they're all leaning in to the, even the Vedic Shastra to try to figure out an angle in the world. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta calls them elevationists to try to figure out how to get a, a better place in the material world or how to opt out of it on my own without taking shelter of Krishna, the jnanis and the yogis. They all want something. So the bhakta doesn't want it and follows Krishna's plan. So this is prominent in the purport today about following the order of the spiritual master. As uh, Prabhupada mentioned, this is Lord Nityananda and Narada Muni did. Nityananda Prabhu, who is the first expansion of Lord Chaitanya, Balaram himself was on pilgrimage for a couple of decades, going to various places, killed Romaharshan. He visited Vrindavan and he waited. He was biding his time waiting for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to start his Sankirtan movement because he declares that I am the servant of Lord Chaitanya. I'm a servant of Lord Chaitanya, a servant of his servants. And he's just waiting to enact whatever orders Chaitanya Mahaprabhu puts forward. And when he becomes aware that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is going to start the Sankirtan movement, then he comes to Vrindavan. In fact, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu foresees his coming. That is, he foresees Lord Nityananda's coming. In a dream, he sees this Avaduta personality coming in a chariot marked with a palm tree. And he tells his followers, does Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that this great personality is coming. And Lord Ananda does come. His only purpose in coming there was to meet up with his master, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and assist him in the Sankirtan movement. So it's mentioned in the Bhagavatam that there are various levels of servitors. The best of all servants become attuned to the teacher in such a refined way that they and he or she anticipates what the teacher or the master wants and does it before being asked. And the next level is one that's the first class. The next class is 
one who is told what to do and then does it. And then there are those who are told what to do, but they don't do it. And they're considered to be, according to the Shastra, useless. And so Sri Nityananda Prabhu anticipated Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's enactment of the Sankirtan movement, and he came to Navadvip preemptively, simply waiting. When, when does Chaitanya Mahaprabhu want to reveal himself and start the Sankirtan movement? So he came there, and he came in a, in a mood of service and was there available to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu immediately. Of course, he was also preemptive in spreading the information to the public about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because what did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tell his followers? He said, go teach everyone to chant Krishna's glories. But Lord Nityananda, Lord Nityananda didn't do that. He actually went out and told everyone to chant Lord Garanga's glories. Because he, he understood that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is uh, Krishna himself and uh, I'm going to teach people to chant Lord Goranga's name, to worship Goranga. The first class servitor. And Narada Muni, of course, is following in the footsteps of Brahma and spreading the disciplic succession all over the world. Even when he was a little child at five years old, he had received the blessings of the sages who had stayed at his home. They stayed longer than just the rainy season. As it's mentioned there that they stayed twice as long as the Chaturmasya because Narada Muni was such a receptive candidate. And uh, they were pouring into him as much, inf uh, as much instruction and mercy as possible. So much so that after they left, and Narada's mother died. He was all alone. House burned down and he left at five years old. And was able to become the famous Narada Muni. How? By following the instructions of the teachers that he had met, his spiritual masters. And so this is where the uh, power is derived for the, for the devotee to carefully follow the instruction of the Lord through the instruction of the spiritual master. And also in this uh, purport, Srila Prabhupada mentions that there's a family tie with the Supreme Personality of God that every living entity is eternally connected. Sanityo nitya sammanda prakatishcha paraivasa Sri Brahma Sanghita the living entity has an eternal kinship with Krishna. And therefore, uh, having forgotten that, uh, one feels uh, as if uh, orphaned. But when one remembers the Supreme Personality of Godhead and one's relationship with, with him, then uh, one immediately uh, feels protected and satisfied. Even if one's not fully capable of practicing devotional service. In fact, Narada Muni mentions this in his teachings to Srila Vyasadeva. 
Navayan Kanchana. How's it go? Navai? Navai, no. Navai. Could you look it up, please? 1519. Mukunda Sevan Yavadangar Samsritim. Smaran Mukundang Grupaguhanam Puna. Vihatami Chenna Rasa Gohojana. This is about a person who takes the devotional service but falls away from the process. He says, even such a, how does it start? Navaya jano jatu katanchana vrajin mukunda sevan yavarangasam smritim smaran mukundang rupa guhanam ponar vihatami chenna rasagrahojana. This verse says that a person who once takes to the process of devotional service with this experience of being reconnected with Krishna is raha, rasagraha. Rasagraha means he's grabbed by rasa. Rasagraha. And Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur commenting on that says, uh, those who uh, experience this, feel the feeling of coming home, I'm, I'm, I'm in the right place. But then somehow or other, by the force of nature, they're uh, compelled to uh, go follow their senses again for some time. They can't forget it. And they're haunted, he says, by the rasa. Rasa means the taste that they had. They get such a taste that even if they're pushed away by their senses, they're still thinking, oh, I had something really wonderful. Others don't, don't get that. And therefore, Prabhupada said the experience of an orphan is different than the experience of a son of a, a rich man who somehow becomes estranged from the family. He always, the, the family's always looking out for him, ready to bring him back. And deep in his heart, he knows he has a place to go. So the devotee knows that. And finally, just in some of these preliminary comments on the verse, there's a purport which has, uh, I, found, I find to be extremely inspiring and, uh, in the section of the Chatur Shloki Bhagavatam, second canto, in which Prabhupada says that the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the internal energy of the Lord. And it's by that particular potency that one is able to see the Lord face to face, the instruction. The, the instruction of the Supreme Personality of God is a manifestation of his internal potency. And it is by that potency that one is able to come to see the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face. So there's a way in which, if one can get the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and follow it, then uh, essentially one's being uh, pulled by the, of the rope of that order directly to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be in a far-flung universe. That's where we are. Where are you? In a far-flung place. <laughs> and it, no matter where one is, you could be in the, in the suburbs, where people are driven insane by leaf blowers or uh, bored to death by sitting inside and there's nobody outside except for a few people walking dogs. There's no rasa in the suburbs. You can't get any bhav there. And the city people try to get uh, bhav from the, what's called the migiyaka, 
the, the clamor of the city, but there's no, it's only agitation to the senses. But the devotee, once he receives, for instance, the Bhagavad Gita and he hears Krishna's voice, Sarva Dharman Paritya Mame Kam Jiva Goswami says, the devotee always remembers that instruction, that Krishna says that I'll, I'll cancel everything for you in the material world and I'll, I'll save you personally, so don't worry. So the, the devotee, wherever he, he or she may be, grabs on to the instruction and is uh, sure-footed because of holding on to it. And it doesn't matter, okay, so I'm not so good at this yet. Don't worry, hold on to the instruction. I'm so far away, I'm in the wrong culture, wrong yuga, whatever. Doesn't matter what yuga, doesn't matter what culture one comes from. Kirata hunanda pulinda pulkasha bhirashumba yavana kasadaya yene chapapa yarapashraya shraya shudyanti tasmai pravavishnavena mahashukadeva Goswami says, he names a bunch of people, say, these people are really out of it. And in other places, the, the class of people who are mentioned, aho bhattashvapachato garyanya jivagre vartate namatubhyam te pustapaste juhuvu sasna arya brahmanachur namagrananthiyete is a way in which even a person who's, well, where are you going for now? I'm going home for, uh, th for a celebratory dinner. What are you guys going to have? Dog. Even that person comes from the culture where they go home and they have, you know, dog burgers or whatever it is. That person, Sri Goswami says, if he grabs on to the lotus feet of the Lord by the instruction that comes down through the Vaishnavas, then the power of Vishnu is there. And that will pull him or her out of that situation and back home, back to Godhead without fail the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is a manifestation of his internal potency. Can everyone, is everyone hearing this a third time I'm saying? And it is by that potency that one comes to see the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face. So even if one follows the minimal instruction, as is mentioned, in, in the Bhagavatam, jnane priyasa eva, etc. In the purports mentioned, even if one, all you do is somehow or other stay alive so that you can go on hearing and chanting, doing your prescribed hearing and chanting, that's all you do. Hey, look, I'm just staying alive and I'm gonna finish my rounds <laughs> and to complete my, my mantras. That person will be successful. That's how powerful the internal potency of the Lord is that comes from the order of the Supreme Personality of God. What to speak of somebody who reorganizes his or her life in such a way as to accommodate that order at all times. And there are various orders that come down. For instance, it's well known that Shaitanya Mahaprabhu has said, Jari Dako Tai Kaha Krishnupadesha Maragnai Gana Hoy Edesh Tara Edesh That you're in a place just open your house, teach people about Krishna. Invite them in, give them some snacks, or if you want more people, then make macaroni and cheese, offer it to the Lord, and 
Everyone will come. You do your part. That's an order by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He said, I, I order everyone in your little place, whatever you have, you live in a tent under a bridge, have a program and teach people there how to be Krishna conscious. That's an open order. Anyone can take it. And if you take it, then it's a rope. It pulls you back home, back to Godhead. If you want more instructions, then you get in with the Vaishnavas. And you ask, you say, what do I do now? Tell me more stuff. That's what devotees who discover the power of the order, they're looking for more of it. They want to tell me something else to do now. Give me more instruction. I'll follow that also. I'll add it to my portfolio, my list of orders that I'm taking from the Supreme Personality of God. It passed down to me through the chain of command, through a representative who already got some order, who's following, holding the rope, and then offering somebody else some service. Your Suradas Prabhu taught me years ago. Your seva will save you. So this is such a beautiful verse that we can think of how by coming to Krishna's lotus feet through meeting the devotees and taking to the process of devotional service, then we've come to the end of our onerous journey as we discuss the word travel. It comes from the word travail, which comes from a word that means an instrument of torture. It's all there in the etymological dictionary. Traveling, it's actually, as Prabhupada puts it, loitering. We're loitering here in the material world. If you ever go to 7-Eleven, you'll find in the sticky parking lot where everyone spills their drinks <laughs> that there's a big sign that says no loitering. Loitering is not a nice thing. It just means you're hanging out and you're up to no good <laughs> or you're about to be up to no good. And that's what the jiva does in the material world. And the Bhagavatam goes through to great lengths to just to give us a mirror to look in, the forest of enjoyment, for instance, to say, look, you wandered off in the forest, you wanted something, you got creamed. And you know, you're not getting out of here alive. You're gonna be eaten by wolves in here just because you came in to fill up a little basket full of some goodies and take it home and make a profit. And you, you blew it, little jiva. Face it and just take shelter of the instruction again. And so we can do that. Anybody can do it. It doesn't take genius. If someone just realizes that I'm not home, I'm a traveler, I'm loitering, I'm hanging out, and I want to I wanna feel home. We all have to have home. Even when Apple changed the little home button, everyone freaked out, didn't they? Where's the home button? We want to know how to get back to the home thing. <laughs> everyone wants to, that's what they really want to know. They're trying to build a little home, they go to Home Depot, they buy all the stuff. Little birds do the same thing. You know, here, little chicky chicky, you know, get some straw, put it in here. We'll be all comfy here. It's like, then the eagle comes and smashes in and eats them. Do eagles eat birds? Okay, yeah. So that's what happens here. Get a little Home Depot card, go down, get some wood, pound some nails in. Here, let's sit, sit in here and feel comfy. Try to get cozy. But the Bengali proverb says, I built this beautiful house for my comfort. Now it's burned to the ground. The end. That's the whole story. 
okay, there's a hierarchy of needs. Get a place to live, little roof over your head, no problem. Get yourself a Honda Fit, smallest car that everyone can fit in. And drive around, but do it for Krishna. And get a little house, can sit in there, but invite other people in and give them some macaroni and cheese offered to Krishna, to Lord Chaitanya. They'll be happy. And you can sing Hare Krishna. And then, then follow the order of the Supreme Personality of God wherever you go. No reason to give it up. And then Dautatma Purusha Krishna. Paramulam Namunchiti. Then we feel that I'm safe. I'm connected to the Supreme Lord. And now we'll just take a few reflections or questions. I'm scanning this side of the room first. Reflection is easy. It just means anything you heard that's stuck in your mind. Yes. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Go ahead. I'll repeat it. I'm used to it. I was thinking about this point that you made. He was thinking about a point that, about that, just staying that I made. Alive. About just staying alive. But staying alive simultaneously, simultaneously means you're not only externally present, but you're internally present. Staying alive means you're externally present and internally present. I don't know what that means exactly. Basically, you're, although sometimes, sometimes you like come to a class. Or sometimes you come to a class, you fall asleep. Yeah, but your mind isn't there. Your mind isn't there. Or like you sit down to read, uh -huh. and, you're, and you're, not, you're not there. You sit yeah. down to chant, and you're not there. Sure. The mantra is going, but you're not there. So. Yeah, it's a good point. What I said could be misinterpreted to just be lazy and do the minimum and fall asleep when you're chanting your rounds and everything's good. So uh, what it really means is follow the a simple path, but do it strictly. This is Bhakti Mano Thakur's instruction. Bhakti is a simple path. If you go through the 11th canto and you see Krishna's teachings of the Uddhava, you'll find these huge chapters on Sankhya, on yoga, on Varnashrama, large chapters. You get to Bhakti, pure devotional service. It's a tiny little chapter. All Krishna says there to Uddhava, he says, you can offer your obeisances to a dog because Krishna's there within the heart. Try to be non-envious of all living entities and offer your obeisances to Krishna within the heart of every being. The end, <laughs> simple. So just because bhakti is a simple path, patram pushpam palam toyam, don't be lazy about it, but follow it strictly. If you only have 16 rounds to chant, Prabhupada Prabhu was showing me today a little quotation from Prabhupada. He said, so Haridas Thakur, he chanted 300,000 times every day. He said, you can't do that. But you can chant your 16 rounds. But for heaven's sake, finish them. And try to be there for them also. Don't think, okay, it's, it's a simple path, therefore I'll just stop at 15 or 12. Or I'll just walk around and window shop at the same time. I sure would like to have that new jacket. But, you know, sit and do it in front of Tulsi. Be strict with the simple path. And even if you do something simple, to stay alive in Krishna consciousness. If you, if you follow the simple path strictly, you're counted, you're in, you're in. They'll let you in. And you'll also be successful, you'll survive. 
This is a thing, if we don't follow strictly, we can't survive, and that's kind of a shame, because it's a real waste of time to fall away from Krishna consciousness and spend time languishing and lamenting and then coming back and trying to remove the new anartas that uh, I just created and so forth. Did I answer your question? Yes. Okay. Maharaj, please, yes. Here comes the mic. In two seconds or less, or your money back from this class. Thank you for watching. Hare Krishna. I just wanted to uh, ask a question. I hear this term bandied about and often spoken. He's a pure devotee. He's a pure devotee. What is he pure of? What has been removed to make him a pure devotee? And how is this evidence? How does one know? by sight, impossible, that he is a pure devotee. What has been taken out that was once there, which made him an impure devotee? Sure. Thanks for such a nice question, Marsh. Was that the question? What's that, yeah. Okay, how to identify? We need verifiable symptoms, because anyone say, oh, last night I was dancing with Krishna. And then say, no, you weren't. Say, prove, prove that I wasn't. We don't do that. But there are verifiable symptoms. As in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it's mentioned, evam vratasva priyanama kirtya jatanu rago jitachuta uchar hasatyato rautati roti gayati unmadavam rittiti lokabhayaha. This verse was given by Srila Ishvara Puri to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just after his initiation. After his initiation, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came back to his guru and said, Excuse me, Guruji, I'm sorry, but did you give me the right mantra? Because I'm chanting it, but it's driving me mad, as in crazy. And I'm crying, laughing, falling on the ground. And then his guru said, ah, you've attained the perfection of life. And he gave him this verse, which is said to be the essence of all teachings of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Evam pratasva priyanama kirtya jitanurago jita chuta Uchara, that uh, if one takes a vow to chant Hare Krishna and continues it, then the name will become dear to him or her, and then there's a way in which the heart will melt. Uh, 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 Chaitanya Mahaprabhu puts it in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, a ray of the internal energy will touch the heart, and one will then be able to taste the various mellows of devotional service within one's heart. At that time, one doesn't care for external circumstances, chants, dance like a madman. However, not all pure devotees who have attained that stage show external symptoms, say the uh, Vaishnavacharyas in their commentaries. Like Prabhupada, he was very careful to uh, cover those symptoms. Very rarely did he show external symptoms of crying. Never did we see him roll on the ground or anything like that. So the acharyas then address your question. They say, how then do you verify if somebody is on a, a platform of devotional service where they're relishing devotional service within the heart? And Madhvacharya gives two very useful criterion. He says, there's two symptoms that are always there with pure devotees. The first is they're steady because you can't fake steadiness. You either show up or you don't. You vote with your feet. And if you show up every day for Mongol Artik for the last 30 years with your kartals and you're in the front row, 
There's something going on with the heart. It's not, you can't fake that. You're always there. And then the second, he says, Mukhi Prasada. What comes out of the mouth of such a person is Prasad. Because Nindari Shunya Hridamipsita Sangalabhya, the heart of a person who has become pure, is no longer, he no longer, she no longer has the tendency to uh, viciously criticize others. Ninda, no more, no more ninda, criticism. And therefore, uh, whatever he or she speaks is without envy and comes out as prasad. Even if it's chastisement, it's for the good of others. So he said, these two criteria alone uh, are, stand supreme in identifying an advanced devotee's steadiness and what comes from his or her mouth. Having said that, I just, to one slight extension, if I may, and that is that, of course, the standard is given by Srila Rupa Goswami, Anyabhilashita Shunyam, Jnana Karma Anyanavratam, Anakuliyena Krishnanu Shilanam Bhakti Rutama. That pure devotional service, the symptom is that one is free from any endeavor outside of devotional service to advance in spiritual life. No jnana, no karma, no yoga. One simply depends on uh, service to Krishna. However, we see that those who are uh, beginning devotional service may sometimes um, be in a situation where they do take shelter. Uh, they, they call out to Krishna for help. Oh, help, my, my son or daughter is in danger. Please help me. Is this outside the process of pure devotional service? And Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur concur that no, it is not outside because it's quite natural that you'll protect your interests uh, while you're living your life. However, a person who's fully dedicated to the process of devotional service, who then protects his or her body or the bodies of his or her family members so they can stay alive, is not outside the process of pure devotional service. Furthermore, they say that the, the symptom of completely pure devotional service is, not, is that there's no interruption to the process of devotional service. Nityam Bhagavata Seva, it means it's 24-7. They never stop. However, they mercifully say, for neophytes, nityam means at least every day, once, that you have to do your practice. You may have to go to work afterwards. Anyone? But, yeah. So that's also not outside the, the, the realm of pure devotional service. You're doing nityam service, it means you show up for your practice every day, you do your 16 rounds, and you have to do other things at this stage in your life. So you're still in, you're still on the pure devotee wagon. And those are a few ideas. I hope, I hope it was, will suffice. Please. Yeah, thank you for lengthy explanation with nice images ideas behind it. Uh, uh, when I'm asked that question, generally speaking, because of, uh, I'm getting very old and I may die any day, I try to keep it uh, very short. And, but when I, so what, what I answer is usually, uh, I can tell a pure devotee, if he has no material interests, no material desires, no material concerns, his only interest is devotional, divine, uh, uplifting, uh, 
transformative. In other words, uh, what comes out of his mouth, what comes out of his hands, what comes out of his actions is something which is non-material and purely spiritual. Prabhupada is the perfect example of that. Whatever he said, whatever he did, uh, it was uh, about Krishna, connected with Krishna, related to Krishna. Uh, so that was what I got from Sri Prabhupada, that his, uh, there were no material desires. Uh, sometimes it might be thought that he had material desires because he had a lot of money. But the money was used in Krishna's service. It was good to use in the loving service of Krishna, and that loving service had a lot to do with bringing the whole world to Krishna. That was very succinct and helpful. And I'll adapt it. I'll, I'll use that one next time <laughs> when I answer that same question. And now that Sura Prabhu has left the house, the, I have no more impetus for speaking. <laughs> so uh, it's late also, because you all have things to do, people to meet. So I thank you very much. The, it's been a heartfelt visit for uh, my wife, Nira Akula, and I to come here to Los Angeles. Uh, the, the, uh, the steadiness of the leadership here and um, all of the devotees in the community holding up the, the, the instructions of Srila Prabhupada in such an exemplary way is deeply touching and uh, inspiring to us. And thank you for uh, opening your doors and letting us come in and be refreshed here so we can go back and fight again with the uh, onerous um, elements of the world. Thank you very much. Gaur Pramananda, how do Thank you.